Recorded live. Riding along in my automobile, my baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. My curiosity running wild. Cruising and playing the radio. With no particular place to go. Good morning, San Diego. This is RPM Today with your host, Bobcat. And I was going to say Mighty Mike, but it's Mini Mike. Is no, that... I'm, I'm actually much weaker than that. It's Monster Mike. Oh, Monster Mike. So Monster Mike is here today, too. We are right here on ESPN Radio 800 on your AM dial. This is Saturday, May 30th, 2009. We're broadcasting live from Seaport Village, but I think this particular area happens to be known more as Embarcadero North. Marina Park, yeah. Marina Embarcadero. Park, Embarcadero North. Yep. And what is the actual event? Do we have a name, or do we even know what's going on here today? I know we've got a lot of people up here from Baja going to give us free food. This is Baja by the Sea, put on by the Baja Tourism Bureau, and you can see everything that's great about Baja California at discoverbajacalifornia.com. RPM today, ESPN Off-Road, and we're going to talk a little bit about going racing in Baja California And in particular, uh, right now, the Baja California uh, big race coming up, the Baja 500 on June 5th and the 6th. It'll be live from Ensenada, Baja California, and you can see everything transpire on your computer or your portable electronic device at racing, uh, excuse me, BajaRacingNews.com, and that's live from Ensenada. They'll have a whole crew getting reports from the start line, deep in the course, uh, embedded with the teams, uh, all about that uh, particular race, the 2009 41st Baja 500, uh, live from Ensenada at BajaRacingNews.com. But we'll, what we're also doing today is uh, talking to important people who have uh, uh, interests in Baja, California, and one of those people is Rick Sweeney, the president of, what's the company name? Sec4 International. And uh, what do you do, Rick? Uh, What we do and what we've been doing for the last five years, providing a security consultation, security services, and training for those mainly uh, that live, work, or travel to high-risk areas. And that's uh, right now. It's Baja, California. Yeah, uh, there is definitely a a security shift in what's going on down there. It's a lot different than it was five years ago. What is the the situation update in, in Baja, California, Mexico? Uh, right now, what you're seeing, and we've all read the newspapers, and uh, we see the uh, the highlights of what's going on down there. Uh, it's a lot of uh, uh, drug crime going on, uh, a lot of narco on narco, uh, kidnappings, uh, violence, and unfortunately, some uh, innocent civilians are getting caught up in the crossfire on that. What kind of daily missions do you uh, see your company going into on a daily basis? Uh, what we do right now is we organize protective details for cross-businesses, uh, businesses that start on this side and have their uh, lo- uh, factories or even branch offices down in the TJ area. Uh, that's Tijuana, for those who aren't uh, familiar with this, uh, this region. Uh, and we do a very low-profile service. Uh, we don't like to advertise that we're providing security because that might cause undue attention to our clients as well. Most of them appreciate that approach. Now, uh, is most of this maquiladora manufacturing? Uh, some are and some aren't. Uh, some are Mexican-Americans that have family businesses down there. 
uh, real estate, uh, factories, and uh, and things of that nature, and not necessarily uh, foreign companies that have come here to set up. Mm-hmm. Recently, the San Diego Economic Development Corporation and the Imperial Valley EDC has announced a grant from the United States Department of Congress, uh, Department of Commerce, excuse me, uh, between San Diego and Imperial County to promote the mega region of manufacturing here between the two counties and our close proximity to Mexico. Obviously, that's going to help everybody's interest because if we have manufacturing, that trickles down uh, to the other businesses. Uh, How long has your business been in operation in the region? Uh, We've been down there uh, for about three years. We started out actually training security teams uh, Mm -hmm. there locally in the region. Mm -hmm. And for the last, uh, since 2007, we actually started uh, running protective details down there. Now, one of the things that we've noticed is that uh, the the environment in Baja California is second to none for ecotourism, for uh, commerce having to do with uh, travel and tourism. One of the things we've also noticed uh, is that Baja California has an incredible array of of natural offerings for uh, folks to go down as individuals or as groups, and uh, we've been uh, promoting that as a company now for 25 years. We only recently uh, started developing the salsa product, which is made in Tecate, Mexico. Uh, As a matter of fact, we're very proud uh, to be offering a salsa that is actually manufactured and served in uh, Baja, California, and that's the Baja Safari Salsa. What is your favorite dish when you go down to uh, uh, work? You know, I've got a little taco place I go to. It's kind of off the beaten path, but I always try to stop by there on the way home. Uh, the great thing about our company is everyone that works for us, uh, Americans and, uh, and Mexicans alike, we have locals that work for us down there. We all love Mexico. Uh, it would be hard for us to work down there if we didn't. If you go into a place that you don't love, that you don't like, then uh, it's sort of an us-and-them mentality, and we don't have that. Uh, we actually work with uh, the local uh, uh, authorities that are uh, – there's there are good guys down there. I know there's a lot of bad, uh, bad press on uh, Tijuana law enforcement down there, uh, but I can tell you that there are some really, really good guys down there trying to do the right thing, and they are doing the right thing. And unfortunately, you don't see all that stuff on the news up here. You only hear the bad stuff. Well, that's one of the things, that's the reason why we're here today, is uh, to trumpet and promote Baja California as a destination. Right. And also be honest about the uh, uh, situation so that uh, travelers from around the world who hear this uh uh, program will not only get an, a, a great indication of what kind of terrific motorsports there is to be able to uh, play in Baja California, but also the preparations you need to make when you before you cross the border and have your fun. Um, how long have you been doing business in uh, uh, Northern Baja? Uh, I myself, uh, off and on since 2007. For the last year, it's been steady. Do you want to talk about your uh, service history? Uh, yeah, I can just tell you that I was in the, the U.S. military. I was injured out of the U.S. military uh, in the 80s, and that pretty much put an end to my, uh, my service here. Uh, I started doing uh, overseas uh, security consulting back then, ended up in the former Soviet Union doing some uh, work for humanitarian organizations, bringing aid into uh, war-torn areas at the time. Uh, when I did return from that, I, uh, I wanted to do the military thing again, but I was pretty much had the doors shut on me here in, uh, in the U.S. because of a, a medical uh, medical problem I had had. So I looked around, and the only option for me was the French Foreign Legion. So I actually I went over there for five years and uh, and did service, and that was in the 90s. So we did a lot of work in Bosnia, and uh, that's when I first started doing protective details. Actually, there for uh, one of our commanders. Any unusual stories you want to share with the audience? 
Uh, probably nothing that would be really pertinent to what we're talking about here today. <laughs> Maybe something uh, that what happened in uh, Baja we could talk about a little while, but uh, uh, over there, probably nothing that would be uh, of direct relevance. What's your What's your favorite travel story of traveling in Mexico? That's That's not related to your company, but you know, a travel story. You know, um, most of my travels, especially the last year, have been work related. Um, a lot of times we'll finish one job, we'll have several hours to, uh, to wait until we uh, pick up another job. And my favorite thing, to tell you the truth, and it's not one particular thing, it's just going into the locals' bars, not the tourist bars, and just talking to the people and getting to know them. Because like anywhere I've been in the world, uh, and this includes Iraq and all these, you know, a, lot of, a lot of pretty, uh, pretty sketchy places, uh, the people are always great if you just get to know them. Unfortunately, we rely on uh, a lot of media sources that, you know, their job is to show us the spectacular things that are happening, and a lot of times these spectacular things are bad. But uh, I, my, my favorite thing is just getting to know the people there. Well, one of the things I definitely want to offer you is uh, the opportunity of uh, going deeper into Baja Cal. What's the deepest you've been in Baja Cal? Uh, you know, right now we're, we're pretty much specializing in the northern region, uh, so we, we pretty much hit down to... Uh, to Ensenada on a regular basis, but we've gone all the way down to the Cabo area. We've done assessments for Americans that have homes down there. They're living down there uh, most of the time. Uh, we've done uh, threat assessments. Uh, we've trained their security guards at their residences, things like that, and that's down in the Cabo region. What, uh, what is your threat assessment for Southern Baja and Cabo for people who do want to buy real estate? Um, you know, I'm not a real estate expert. Um, I can tell you a little bit about what's going on realistically as far as security and safety. Uh, security and safety for Americans traveling down there. Uh, if you do read the news, then you'll even see the spectacular stories that come out do not usually involve uh, American citizens. Now, of course, we just had a recent incident where four young uh, young people from San Diego went down there and uh, and met their fate in East East Tijuana. We don't know what they were doing, who they were dealing with, and uh, they weren't in the typical tourist area. I can tell you that much. What kind of review do you do on a daily basis to keep up with that kind of information? Uh, we have a lot of different sources. Um, I'm a member of the uh, Overseas Security Advisory Council, which is a part of the State Department, the OSAC. Um, and uh, they provide very, very uh, good information, current information on what's going on down there. Also, we have official Mexican sources who are in uh, not only the government but in uh, various branches of law enforcement down there that give us regular updates on what's going on down there, and we do all these things and put together reports. Some of our clients actually want to see these reports themselves, uh, and some don't. They just want us to make sure we know what's going on so we can plan our strategies around that. Am I right that the fragmentation that, that took place uh, toward the end of last year is is continuing, but it's less and less um, uh, of that kind of fragmentation, that uh, things are actually uh, getting better uh, security-wise uh, in, in Mexico? Uh, you know, yes and no. There's there's not probably the uh, the numbers that you see, but a lot of it is being concentrated up in the northern area right now. And, you know, a lot of this has to do with, uh, once again, we come back down to the, uh, the narco problem. Um, a lot of times they're just fighting each other. So a lot of these deaths and terrible things you hear uh, is crime on crime uh, taking place. Um, and, an American citizen traveling in Mexico is not an attractive target for, say, kidnapping or some horrific crimes that you may have read in the paper. Mm -hmm. The reason why this is, and this comes right from the State Department, 
and and they're absolutely right, is that the uh, the crews down there that are kidnapping for profit, they don't want to deal with the FBI. Mm-hmm. They would rather deal with Mexican law enforcement, who do have their hands full with other things, mm-hmm. so might not be able to put a lot of effort into a, a kidnap situation. And that does go through their minds, I'm sure of it. it. It's exactly what they, they they plan their operations very meticulously. Mm-hmm. There's an actual process that these professional kidnap crews go through, mm-hmm. and we know this process, and there's a couple of vulnerabilities, and that's what we try to, uh, we try to catch them in their vulnerabilities mm-hmm. so that we don't get caught up in the uh, on the wrong side. Of this thing. Now, I interrupted you. What were you talking about when you were going into the uh, whole thing about um, uh, uh, about Cabo and your threat assessment with Cabo San Lucas? Well, I was just going to say, in uh, as far as Mexico in general, I can't tell you uh, whether it's a good idea to buy real estate. I'm not an expert in that. Uh, but as far as living down there, there's a lot of people that have been living down there for a long time that are perfectly happy. Getting a little nervous right now because of a lot of the violence that's uh, that's being publicized. But the danger to them in particular is not necessarily greater than it was five years ago. These people that are living in these uh, these, these secured areas uh, with those in our nice homes. Again, as far as the legal ownership and real estate, that's definitely not my. Uh, no, my that's experience. another thing. But you know that still is something that crosses people's minds is when they get off the plane in Los Cabos. Right. What, what do I have to think about? Can I just get in a taxi? Can I just, uh, do I have to get private transportation? Right. Now, this is what I would suggest to anybody traveling down, uh, whether you're a tourist, uh, whether you're going down with an off-road event, uh, whether you're going down to look at a business opportunities. Get some consultation before you go down. If it's not from us, get it from somebody, uh, a reputable firm who's actually operating in there. Uh, unfortunately, there are firms that say, yes, we operate in Mexico, and they've never stepped foot in the place uh, because they want your business. Um, confirm, get some references of, uh, of uh, businesses that are actually operating down there. And uh, what they'll tell you is they'll give you a laundry list of stuff that you can actually get on the, uh, the uh, State Department website. Mm-hmm. But then if they're actually working down there, they'll give you some local perspective, the real scoop. Uh, if you're going to use taxis, which taxis to use, where to sit in a taxi, never sit in the back, always sit in the front so that if you need to, you can take control of the vehicle. Uh, express kidnappings are a big thing in every country, not just Mexico, well, not, uh, in every developing or, or high-risk country. What that is is uh, you might get into a taxi, and guess where you're going? You're going to the nearest ATM machine uh, to withdraw funds, and your door in the back does not open. It's been rigged so it will not open from the inside. And so what most people do is they just keep taking money out until they can't take money out anymore, and then you're dropped off and uh, left to fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's called an express kidnapping. We, mm-hmm. we teach executives, actually, how to prevent things like this from happening. That's one of our training programs. How many assessments have you done in Southern Baja? Uh, since 2007, I would say we've done approximately uh, probably 30 uh, private residences. Um, not just Americans, Mexicans as well. They're uh, that are from there and never never come up here at all. But uh, they they have security concerns, and probably approximately 50 businesses. These are factories. These are offices and uh, things of that nature. So all in all, you would say it's still a mixed bag as far as uh, uh, the situation when you cross into Mexico? Yeah, I would say just don't go down there blind. Um, Make sure you know where you're going, that it's an area that hasn't had a lot of problems. Make sure you don't fit a certain signature profile that would uh, elicit just standard street crime. You're you're probably more at risk as an American uh, to be the victim of street crime than you would uh, kidnapping or something like that at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you uh, you say that those people who are involved in uh, off-road motorsports down there, considering that the schedule is public, 
they have a there there's a lot of exposure as far as they've got painted vehicles and the whole thing. People know who these people is. They know what their face looks like. Uh, do you consider that uh, those folks really need to give you a jingle and and talk to you about the risks? Yeah, I would say they need to they get some sort of consultation. Uh, unfortunately, I hear a lot of well, I've been going down 20 years, I've never had a problem. And what I tell people is you, you don't have the problem until you have the problem. All violent attacks happen at the exact same time at any any particular day in the week. They happen at the exact same time now. And you don't know that it's going to happen to you until it happens. I don't think anyone's ever woken up in the morning and said, I'm going to be the victim of a violent crime today. It just doesn't happen that way. We are on RPM today with Rick Sweeney, and uh, this is Monster Mike and Bobcat, uh, and we're uh, getting sponsored by TotallyMotorsports.com and BajaSafari.com on a break. Okay, sounds good. We're going to shut her down for a minute, and we will be back. And a big link at BajaRacingNews.com. We're with Rick Sweeney. This is Monster Mike and Bobcat, uh, and we're sponsored by TotallyMotorsports.com and BajaSafari.com. And we're talking about the great travel in Baja, California, Mexico, and all the fun that international travelers can have down there. But we're also talking about the important stuff, and that's staying safe. And we were right on track of talking about threat assessments and uh, the off-road community and traveling to Baja. Rick, you were mentioning, did you do this on a daily basis? Every day doing uh, some sort of security operation, uh, either a training operation or a protective detail or an advance, uh, which is uh, sort of clearing a path or checking out a route that somebody may take the, the following day. And for the uh, off-road racing community in general, and they bring a lot of expensive equipment down there to Mexico. And, uh, you know, pay scales are a little bit different up here than down there. So if you bring down there a $150,000 piece of machine or machinery, then uh, that's real attractive to maybe somebody who uh, hasn't worked in a couple years down there. And uh, what we're seeing, and this isn't just for the off-road community, but uh, anyone who's traveling down there uh, that might have some sort of a high-profile um, we have uh, seen spotting teams on the border on the other side that are trying to spot uh, good targets coming in, I guess you could say. And this could be uh, machines, this could be vehicles, uh, this could be just a, uh, a business person who has a lot of uh, expensive watch or what have you. Uh, so what we do for our clients is generally we try to clear those areas uh, because we know them uh, very intimately uh, before we have a client cross, and we use local law enforcement to do that. We know all the spots, and we basically, if somebody's funny and looking like they're out of place there and we know what that looks like, uh, we have them checked out. Okay, you know what I'd like to do is, and uh, I, I want to give uh, folks the opportunity of having information to contact you uh, uh and I'm going to put that information out right now. Uh, give us your website and your phone number and all that good stuff. Okay. It's, uh, the company's name is SEC4, and that's a military abbreviation for security forces. So it's SEC4 International, and you can find us at www.sec4international.com. Our toll-free number is 888-270-1911. And I assume this information will be available on Baja Safari News. Is that correct? Yeah, it'll be at BajaRacingNews.com. Baja Racing but right. I definitely wanted to uh, get that contact information out there because 
I know what it's like being on uh, the listening side of the radio, and, and uh, oftentimes folks have to uh, turn off their listening, and I'd rather get the information out as much as I can so that they can give you a jingle. Um, everybody is slamming right now getting ready for the Baja 500, which is next weekend, so if they get a chance and they have an exposure, they need to give you a jingle. Um, let's talk more about those threats. Uh, okay. When was the last time you saw a spotting team? sitting at the border? Uh, well, what we do is we pick out what doesn't look right. Uh, we look at profiles of people, uh, how they're dressed, uh, do they fit into the area, and then we look at their signature, what they're actually doing, and does that match their profile. Uh, this is intelligence 101, basically. Uh, if we see something that looks out of place that might be in a position we've identified as a hot zone, a good position to observe uh, border traffic coming in, then we do uh, communicate with our contacts at local law enforcement, and these people will be checked out. Uh, I think the last time somebody actually did not check out properly or may have had some uh, equipment on them that they should not have had down there was probably about three weeks ago, and they were taken in by local law enforcement. And the way we look at it, as long as they're clear from there, we could care less what uh, what they were doing there or why. We know our client is safe, and that's our main goal. Yeah. So we don't usually follow up afterwards and find out what, what exactly was that person doing uh, we, we assume they were probably just a spotter doing something wrong, and we move on with our lives. Well, uh, tell, uh, tell our audience about uh, uh, how things have progressed when your company first started, what you were seeing, and where is it now? I mean, uh, uh, how has that threat changed? Um, the threat has shifted a little bit in that it seems like the client, the business owner that has offices or factories down there or has to travel down there uh, to manage an operation they seem to be more aware that there is an actual threat. So we're getting a lot more calls, I think, just from people that maybe two or three years ago said, well, yeah, there is some violence down here, but we can manage it. We live here, or we've lived here for 20 years. Now we live up here, but, yeah, we know, we know Tijuana. We can handle it. So this, this shift is uh, obviously there are more violent incidents this last year has, has been pretty bad. And in the U.S., you really don't even see all of it. You just get the uh, most spectacular ones. Um, but, you know, again, on the flip side of that, it's not generally uh, targeted to Americans, but when, when do you want to wait that, for that to change? Uh, it's best to do something now. Uh, the off-road community, when going down there, I mean, you have to, if you don't hire somebody to do it for you, do it yourself. You can do your own, what we call an advanced work. Make sure you know the routes like the back of your hand. Go on to Google, uh, Google Earth or something like that. Uh, get the mapping. Map out all the medical facilities. Call them yourself. If you don't speak Spanish, have somebody call them that does. Find out where the police stations are. You may not trust the police. I talk to a lot of people who say, oh, well, I don't want to work with the police because I don't trust them. Okay, but consider this. Uh, if you've been trained, even for one day, how to detect surveillance, somebody following you down there. If you know where the nearest police station is and pull into there, you're probably going to be in a much better position than if you stay on that open road. You know, that's one of the things that uh, Bobcat and Monster Mike, we've been talking about now for a year, and that is you've got to counter the threat that exists. And for the longest time, the off-road community and Baja travelers in general didn't know about the risk, and even considering countering the threat was something that uh, hadn't crossed their mind. I mean, literally... Exactly what you said earlier about uh, these old-timers going, oh, I've been going down there for 30 years, it's not been a problem. There's been a significant change in the nature of travel in Baja over the last couple of years. 
you know, I was working in Iraq for a couple of years running security teams, and I had one client who was an engineer. And after the first year, we had never had a problem with this, this individual's detail. No incidents at all. And I remember he looked at me one day and said, well, why do we need you? You know, uh, well, it, it's not always uh, what's happened that would dictate your need, but it's what might happen or what we may need to do for you. And quite often, the reason this individual may not have had any problems is because of the advanced planning that goes into uh, uh, where they need to go on a day-to-day basis. Now, that's countering, right? Uh, no, it's, it's mainly uh, advanced work. Countering is usually taking some sort of offen- uh, offensive action against a threat. Um, for example, surveillance detection is just picking out if somebody's following you. Following the person following you is counter-surveillance. We don't suggest you do that. <laughs> we don't even do that. We pick it out, and then we let local law enforcement take care of it. Uh, that's, what you get when you, uh, that's what you get when you get a, a civilian like myself trying to give some advice to people. But I've been, you know, I've just trying to be upfront, be upfront with people. Mitigating uh, was a good word we would use for, uh, for advanced planning down there. You're mitigating the risk. Uh, nothing is 100%, but if you can sway those odds into your favor, and that's all we do as security professionals, we try to sway the odds in your favor, make you an unattractive target. Uh, I have a story that I was uh, telling you earlier about an incident that happened to us about three months ago with one of our clients, the uh, probe. Yes, we definitely need, want to talk about that. Okay, really quick, and I'll tell you about that, and then I'll tell you why. Um, a lot of these clients down here don't like to show they have security teams. So they will actually drive by themselves in front, and then maybe a security team in the back that you may never see. Uh, and they do this for several reasons, one of which is because they don't like to show they have bodyguards because then they feel they're more an, att- an attractive target if mm-hmm. they show they have the money to pay bodyguards. Mm-hmm. So many of our details down there are very low profile. People may not know. Uh, that were there, but the uh, the other side do they do know these things, and so what they'll do is they'll send out probes, and we had a, a definite probe uh, last month, and we had an individual coming up and driving in a very aggressive manner uh, towards our client, and as soon as we threw a couple of locks with our vehicle, and that's something that you understand if you go through a, a driving course that we do, uh, when we do our uh, that would be an offensive move, a countering move uh, to their aggressive driving. Uh, they see that that individual has security, and they'll usually back off at that point. Now, if you're just an opportunist, you're down there to make money off of the kidnapping trade, um, you're going to go for another target at that point. It's not worth taking a chance. You've just proven they have security now. Uh, why, why mess with that guy? Let's go for the guy who doesn't have security. Yeah, they're going to go for the thin skin. Exactly. Well, I, uh, I have to tell you, uh, this has been uh, the top subject matter for off-road teams going to Baja California over the last year and a half. Um, it first started with just the awareness level of information coming out about what was happening. Our first indication of what was happening down there was uh, electronic uh, postings from tourists saying that they were being uh, carjacked north of Ensenada, you know, the road in between Ensenada and Tijuana on the toll road. Right. That information at first was being deleted by the message boards because they're so promotive of Baja travel, they went, well, we don't want to say anything bad. You know, uh, it's not their fault. I understand that. Uh, I hate to say this, but the U.S. government may do the same thing. They sometimes minimize uh, problems of a friendly neighbor uh, because they have certain political agreements in place and so on and so forth. That's why we don't rely on one source of information. And what you talked about is absolutely correct. Uh, that's common street crime there, and that is what you're much more uh, – um, you're going to be much more open as common street crime going down there than you will maybe a kidnapping or something like that. That very first report, um, it, was, it was a military-oriented uh, uh, blocking move 
they they were all dressed in black. They had uh, yeah. uh, military uh, equipment, and they also had uh, uh, police badges. Yeah, they, they call them commandos down there. Uh, the black commandos. Uh, yeah, yeah. What they'll say is a commando crew came in to kidnap so-and-so, and uh, I guess that would be a, a more recent trend in the last year is that they have uh, police uniforms, police weaponry. In fact, their weaponry is generally better than the, the police departments. Uh, they have a lot, the narcos especially have a lot more money to, uh, to spend, a lot bigger budgets to spend on their weapons. We've seen some uh, very dangerous weapons down there, rocket launchers, grenade launchers. Uh, we've seen U.S. government stamped uh, M16s with grenade launchers on them that our government has given to the uh, uh, legitimate forces down there to prevent uh, these types of things. But unfortunately, uh, you know, these things sometimes filter into the, uh, the bad guys' hands. You know, this, this stuff... And one of the things, too, they're talking about all these weaponry floating from San Diego or California to Mexico. I disbelieve that, obviously, but what is your take on all of this? Yeah, I can tell you uh, uh, my partner uh, in the security and training business uh, owns American Shooting Center. Uh, his name is Mark Halkin, and he's had that gun shop there for uh, about uh, 11 years, and I don't think I've ever seen a, uh, a group of narcos come in and buy a bunch of uh, uh, weaponry. In fact, the uh, weapons that they use down there are generally illegal in California, so they're definitely not coming from us. So right. we're we're talking to Rick Sweeney with SecFor, and uh, this is Monster Mike and Bobcat, and we're on RPN today on ESPN. Uh, we're continuing to talk about travel in Baja, California, Mexico, and it's not all bad, but at the same time, people need to have the facts about what's happening. And if you're down there and you're going to have an exposure like. Uh, uh, high-level equipment, you need to give Rick a call and get a, uh, an assessment of what you're doing if, uh, if you're a professional. Okay, we'll take a break then. Uh, we had somebody tell us we've got to move our vehicle from what it looks like, so we're going to take a break and we'll talk to the gentleman and see if we can change, her, change his mind a little bit, all right? So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in about two minutes. We're on ESPN Radio RPM Today. Okay, we're back. This is RPM Today, live on ESPN Radio 800 AM. You can give us a call at area code 619-315-1765, or come on down to the event. We're at Seaport Village, Embarcadero North. It's the Baja, whatever, free food, is all I know. Yeah, free food, uh, great bands this, uh, this evening. Uh, it's Baja by the Sea. And do Baja we know how long this is going to go on? Yeah, it'll be going on until uh, 11 o'clock tonight. Okay. All right. Well, we got one more segment to go, and uh, the weather's been holding. We've had a little bit of drizzle down here, but it's actually not bad at all. It's not hot like it sometimes is down here. And that's Bobcat Bob. This is Monster Mike. We're with uh, Rick Sweeney with uh, Sekhor, right? Sector International. Yeah. Sector International, and we're talking about doing the smart thing and having your fun down in Mexico. If you're getting that ego boost and you're getting your RPM on down in uh, Baja California, you have to do a, an assessment. As far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, no matter what size team you have, uh, you need to. If you're going to protect your people, you're going to protect your equipment. You need to uh, think forward before you cross the border. Any other uh, suggestions that you have for? 
uh, our motorsports community going to Mexico? Yeah, I would say uh, you would you would probably always want to uh, assign one person to uh, kind of hang out in the vicinity of your uh, your high tech, uh, your real expensive equipment. Uh, and you can change that person out just like you would a guard shift. And uh, I know when you're not racing, you guys are having a good time, but uh, uh, you're definitely not going to have a good time if you're missing a $150,000 vehicle. So uh, I would just suggest making sure you have somebody uh, uh, keeping an eye out of your uh, where your, your belongings are. Try to consolidate all your belongings, uh, your, uh, your expensive vehicles, and uh, what have you into one area so it's real easy to keep an eye on. And then communicate with the, uh, the other setup around you. Uh, to kind of have, uh, have everybody watch their own, after watch their backs. Have you been down for any races yet? No, I have not myself gone down for any races. No. Well, June 5th and 6th, you can tune in to BajaRacingNews.com. It'll be live uh, directly from Ensenada, Baja, California. It's our fifth annual live webcast. Nobody else has done a webcast. As a matter of fact, proudly, BF Goodrich Tires and Volkswagen, the two biggest off-road uh, companies uh, in the world, put on a uh, live webcast and try to compete with us last year, smoked them, destroyed them. Could, they could, people couldn't even get on their website. So, uh, And Volkswagen has completely dropped out of uh, this year's 501,000. Uh, they did pretty good, though, last year. Why are they dropping out this year? Well, here's what happened. They uh, built a great vehicle, uh, and it finished 13th. Right. And right after that, literally, I mean, from roughly from September and November when the race was now into into January '09, of course we had the uh, economic situation develop, and Volkswagen, even being the largest uh, car manufacturer in the world, decided that it was going to step back and uh, uh, pull back all of its motorsports commitments in Baja California. Uh, last report was that they're going to continue with the car, but they're not going to be continuing at this moment with Baja California. And unfortunately, you know, Baja Racing, we haven't got any kind of press release from Volkswagen. It's all been word of mouth. Uh, the vehicles that were developed uh, out here in Southern California for racing in Baja have been shipped back to Germany. So uh, unfortunately, nothing official has come about. And considering I'm a big Volkswagen uh, promoter, uh, a family member of mine is involved in uh, Volkswagen sales on the East Coast. I personally own a Touareg. Uh, I really believe in the technology. Uh, I was there at the 500 a couple of years ago when Eric Solorzano from Class 11 got together with the uh, uh, Volkswagen uh, factory guys from Germany, and it was really historic. It was all this old 60s Volkswagen technology in the Class 11 stock Volkswagen getting together with the highest-tech uh, racing automobile guys out of Germany with Volkswagen. And uh, that synergy will continue, unfortunately. It's just not happening right now. And that's uh, uh, all found at BajaRacingNews.com. Tune in there, especially June 5th and 6th. Uh, typically, we'll have 200,000 hits wow. in one or two days You're on the kidding. website for the live webcast, simply because we're the only ones providing uh, a real live webcast from Ensenada. Now, we're here with our guest, Rick Sweeney. We're continuing to talk um, really about international travelers, off-road motorsports teams, business people uh, traveling to Baja, California. Uh, Rick, you've given us an excellent overview of what the threat is, what, uh, what kind of work that your company does. Is there anything else that you could tell our audience to kind of uh, wrap it up? Uh, well, I, I could say we, we talked a lot about a lot of specific things, um, just in general, even tourism down there. 
Um, if you're uh, if you're just traveling down there just to go get some lobster for the day, uh, you, you do need to uh, be alert, be aware, and you may even want to talk to somebody about about the current threats. If you call us up and say you're going down there and you want to talk about what's going on down there, we're going to tell you. We're not going to set up an appointment to charge you $125 an hour or what have you. Uh, we're not in this for the billable hours. Uh, we're doing quite well down there and on our uh, on our security uh, security services we provide in our training. And uh, if you, we know you're going down there, we're going to tell you what's going on down there. And can so, they call your toll free? Yeah, they can call and uh, leave leave your. If I if we're down there and we don't answer, then uh, I'll call you right back. And if you just say, look, we're taking a group down there. Uh, they're coming in from Minnesota. They wanted to get some lobster. We've had it planned for a year. We're going down there. Can you tell us anything? Yeah, we're going to talk to you and we're going to tell you what's going on. And that toll free number is eight 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 two seven zero one nine one one. That's eight eight eight. Two seven zero one nine one one. That's it. And what kind of information does your website have? Uh, it mainly talks about the training and the uh, service we've done and some of our experience. And you're obviously mostly in northern uh, Baja. Is there any other problems? Or if everybody says you go to the interior of Mexico, there's no problem. I can't believe that it's all just border area type of thing, but. Well, Mexico City obviously has had its issues for, right. uh, for quite some time, and we do we do have a guy in Mexico City who uh, he works for us down there. He's been down there for quite some time. He's a Mexican American that's been in the the uh, protection game for uh, quite a long time. He doesn't just work with our company, but others. So that's another area that we do have a capability. And there are some problems down there, particularly with kidnapping. Uh, Once again, uh, if you're an American going down there. You're not the biggest target. Uh, it's usually the affluent uh, Mexicans or even middle class now Mexican uh, population down there that's at a bigger risk than an American tourist going down there. Oh, really? So yes. I've understood that a lot of the Mexican uh, nationals with money, shall we say, have actually moved across the border on this side. Is that, that is that is correct. They have, yeah, because they're a, a larger threat than actually, like I said, the uh, the American going down. And when it comes to kidnapping, right? When it comes to kidnapping, yeah. Now, is that threat following them on this side of the border, or do you know? Yeah, you know, there there are reports um, that there is. I think last year they listed 26 kidnappings out of southern uh, San Diego uh, that uh, supposedly were taken back across the border. Uh, now, they say uh, between one in five and one in eight kidnaps are reported because most try to go through a, uh, a consultant uh, to get the situation resolved. Uh, many don't trust the, uh, the Mexican authorities. Uh, maybe their expertise is not in the kidnap and ransom trade, but there are some good private uh, uh, companies out there. We work with one of them uh, here in North County that does kidnap and ransom consultation. And uh, the problem has trickled up here a little bit, and once again, they're usually going for the Mexican-American. Um, they're somebody with ties to Mexico. They're usually going for that person, and some of that is also narco-related. Well, that's interesting to find out that a lot of this kidnapping then isn't even reported, so we wouldn't even know about it. Most is not. Most, Most is, is not. not. Yeah, that's interesting. So you know, that's that's the part. Now, I used to go down. I've been in Baja in probably 20 years for a number of different reasons, but when I went down there, it was nothing to go across the border. We go down to San Felipe. The only travel I ever had was a fellow in army fatigues stepping out with a rifle and saying, or, or just putting his hand out asking for some money. Right, right. Those days are long gone from what you're saying. You're having, I can say you're having a lot less of that right. uh, than you were before. It's, it's under control a little bit more uh, than, it, than it was maybe five, ten years ago. So you're having a little bit less of uh, that type of activity. Yeah, do you ascertain that this might be something that we're, they're paying better down in Mexico or they're better trained? forces or what's uh, happening? Tighter controls, particularly in the military side of the house, uh, a lot more vetting, a lot of uh, voice analysis testing uh, regularly, not just once when you get in. 
Um, there's just a lot of controls now that weren't in place five, ten years ago. Now, is that because of something that we've done up here, or is that something the Mexican people have taken upon themselves to do? do you think? That's a problem they identified, and they wanted to take care of it, so they started taking care of it. Right. Do they, do they really realize, obviously they should, how much the tourism business affects even the, the, uh, the normal um, Mexican person because the, all this money trickles down to them? That's in everybody's mind down there right now. When you go down Revolution, you see it completely bare. It's hurting a lot of people. And is the drug money making up for this differential, or is this just a lose-lose situation? No, not really. To, to benefit from that, then you need to get into the drug trade, and a lot of you know good people down there obviously don't want to do that. Right, right. So they're suffering because of the lack of the tourism. Have you done any kind of assessment between, as an example, crossing at Tijuana and crossing at uh, Mexicali? Uh, it seems to us that uh, we, we've done crosses at Mexicali, and we, we do have uh, a couple clients that have businesses uh, down there. Uh, it just seems to us that the problem is a little bit more prevalent over here. They have had some, some serious, severe problems over there, mm -hmm. but I think the frequency uh, of problems are more prevalent in Tijuana, Tijuana region. Well, one of the reasons why I brought Mexicali up is because recently it's been announced that Nora is going to be doing a rally race, uh, kind of a look back into the old Baja 1000, and rather than starting in Ensenada, they're going to be starting the race out of Mexicali, driving through the county of Mexicali down toward the bottom part of the 28th parallel and then down to La Paz. So that's one of the things that they, they need to consider is that, you know, there is that difference. And simply because they're moving it over to Mexicali, that actually might be a good thing, even though I know it's the decision to move over there was, was not based on uh, uh, any kind of threat assessment. The ba it basically was moved because uh, some folks don't want that race to start in uh, what they feel is their neck of the woods. They want it to be in another part. And um, right now it's very interesting, but uh, the, the very thing, Bobcat, that you and I were talking about last year is occurring, and that is that the, the racers who are in off-road uh, throughout the region, more of them are staying in the United States and racing in the United States. And there's even racing teams out of Mexico who are now coming over here and racing over here because they know that they could race safely. They don't have to worry about any kind of threat. And uh, organizations like MDR, all the racers and all the racing organizations out of uh, Las Vegas and Nevada uh, are doubling their numbers as far as the number of race entries. And a good number of those that are closer to the border, like MDR, uh, are increasing their numbers from racing teams that are uh, based uh, in, out of Mexicali and, uh, and uh, Tijuana and Tecate. Well, Rick, i got to tell you, we greatly appreciate your time coming out to the Baja by the Sea event here at uh, uh, on San Diego Bay, the big bay in San Diego, uh, right here on ESPN RPM today. Uh, we greatly appreciate your attendance. And uh, for doing so and taking the time out, We've got a complimentary bottle of Baja Safari Mexico Salsa. It's medium hot for us gringos. Um, it, it's just enough bite to bring you back. Got it. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hear our exit music in the background. It means it's kicking us out. I hope you enjoyed visiting with us and try and make it back next week on ESPN Radio 800 AM on your dial. Or check us our past shows out on Totally Motor. Well, there you have it. Uh, we are live here April 28, 2016. That was a recording from May 30th, 2009, and that was Baja by the Bay, Baja by the Sea, 
when uh, Mexico Tourism uh, came up and uh, had an event on San Diego Bay. Uh, a couple of editorial notes uh, that you'll uh, certainly want to take note of. Uh, it was proven and has been proven that there were uh, uh, armaments shipped from the United States uh, to uh, Mexico. Uh, in fact, uh, Chapo was captured uh, with one of those uh, uh, rifles uh, uh, upon his uh, most recent capture. And uh, you may have also uh, noticed that uh, uh, that there was uh, a mention of over 20 kidnappings uh, the previous year from the United States, and those people were taken back into Mexico. And those were reports that uh, were being uh, uh, accomplished publicly only by a couple of sources. And uh, you can always find the straight line at BajaRacingNews.com. Uh, we'll uh, tune out now and, and g stay live with uh, part two of Baja by the Sea in just a moment. Thanks very much for tuning in. Live. <laughs> 